we had a plan for tonight um, that we've been working towards all week. And today, Kate and I got our heads together. We said we can't do that. Fellow, the Holy Spirit was compelling us to lean into this moment. And I think the reason why is because moments like these reveal the stakes of life. We can live our life as if we're living a movie script, going from strength to strength, moment to moment, experience to experience. And we come and sing songs at church and we sing about how Jesus has overcome everything. And then we go, yeah, that's great. He's overcome like some of my failures. But when you see the darkness, it means a completely different thing when you say, Jesus, you can light it up. I believe our greatest need in this hour is not political power or legislation. It is a movement of God in broken hearts across our city and across our nation. I believe the most critical moment in our city is upon us. This is one of the the times where we feel the pain, the proximity of it in deep ways. Every single person I know has been touched by the tragedy. I can't get it out of my mind. That comes in waves. Sometimes it's at a distance, then it comes really close. Today, one of the moments that it became very close was when I, I was talking to a friend. And he said, you know, you know one of the families because their daughter played softball with your daughter. And your nine-year-old was playing with that nine-year-old all spring. And it just hit home. You know, we don't know how to grieve. We don't know how to process it. Most of us have lived lives where we've not faced death. In Job chapter 2, you find Job losing everything. Everything. Completely everything. He loses all his money. He loses his health. And he loses his children in a day. And three of his friends come to visit him. And the rest of the book of Job, like they do a lot of things wrong. But at the beginning, they do it right. You know what they do? They come and they simply sit with him. They don't say a word for seven days. They sit in silence. And the greatest gift you can have with someone when they're going through pain is to simply be present, to sit with them in it, to not move past it, to not give them reasons why it happened, to not try to figure out how to stop the next thing, but simply to be in it. Tonight, I want us just to be in it. Some of us don't have words for the way we feel. It's okay if you don't have the words. I simply just want us to take a moment of silence to be in it, to pray. I'm going to read the names of the children and the staffers who were taken from us. Evelyn. 
Dakehouse, Haley Scruggs, William Kinney, Cynthia Peak, Catherine Kuntz, and Mike Hill. Would you just sit with them and think about their families? Think about the lives that were taken. Think about the children who saw their lives taken. Think about the parents who had to wait at Woodmont Baptist Church, waiting for their children to come to them. Not certain if their child was the one who was still alive. And just sit in it with them. Sit in the pain of the parents of the shooter. There are no words for that. with people matters. You're sitting next to somebody who's feeling the pain. You may be sitting next to a teacher or a parent. You may be thinking about going to school tomorrow. Maybe a student. We want to be with you. So what I want you to do right now is to pray. And I want you to pray for each other. So just wherever you are, find space to pray. We're going to take the next couple of minutes and just pray for each other to sit in this together. So there's some space on some rugs. There's, there's tables. You can spread out however you want. But would you pray for the people who are with you, those who are feeling the weight, the pain, and if, the, if you need somebody specifically to pray for you, raise your hand. One of our team will come pray with you. But here's what I know. Is that there are many of us tonight who are feeling loneliness, fear, isolation. And you don't have to be there. You are among people who love you. So as you take this time, just gather in a couple groups. Just huddle up. It's okay. We'll take just the time moment in time just to sit and be with each other. So go ahead.
anyone's feeling. Like they need to talk to somebody. story is that as his friends are trying to figure out what went wrong they continually point to other things except for the main reason which is that we do have an enemy and his name is Satan I know Satan flourishes in moments like this but the light can overcome At the end of the book, you find God revealing that Satan is ultimately the one who's bringing discord and darkness. And that's why Jesus came to bring hope, peace, healing, and restoration. And there's no one to turn to other than Jesus Christ. He is the answer to your need, He is it. And tonight, I don't know if the only thing we could do is just to simply say, Jesus, we need you. We need your presence, your power. We need you so badly. And so as we transition to the next time, moment in our time together, I've asked my friend Katie to come and lead us in a song. It's a song that's just been like resonating with me as we've been singing and thinking and praying and crying. Say, we just need Jesus. So she like leads us and sings over us. Would you just lean into who Jesus is? Here's the deal. Like if you don't know Jesus, he's the one that it's all about. Jesus is the one who gives us a reason to live, to trust him, to continue moving forward. He gives us a way to say, God, you are ultimately able to take all things that are evil and turn them to ultimate good. That even in this darkest moment, Jesus, you can take something horrible, the the worst nightmare of any parent and in some way do something beautiful through it. We don't know how, but Jesus, we're praying that you would, that your light would shine brighter than the darkness, that you would overcome, that you would bring about beauty from ashes. And that is our ultimate hope. So Jesus, we ask that you do that. God, in this place, there are, there are broken hearts. God, there are broken lives in this city. There are people who are feeling complete isolation, anger, loneliness, brokenness. And we pray that they would find you. God, if there's anyone in this room who's thinking about hurting themselves, God, I pray that they would turn to you instead. God, if there's anyone who's feeling the darkness of depression, that they would turn to your light instead. God, if there's anyone who's harboring bitterness and anger towards their brother, that they would trust you with it instead. 
ask that you turn this pain into something that we cannot see at this moment. That this darkness would point us to you. That there would be an awakening in our city and in our hearts as we recognize that we cannot fix it, we cannot legislate it, we cannot get angry enough about it. We need you. Jesus.